this is the More Than Right Podcast, and I'm your host, Steve Lopez. It was a conspiracy predicated on a conspiracy theory, one manufactured by a political party, its 2016 presidential standard-bearer, the U.S. intelligence community, a so-called scandal-free sitting president, and the majority of the mainstream media, it being the FBI's crossfire hurricane investigation into Donald J. Trump and members of his 2016 presidential campaign for colluding with Russia's alleged plan to influence the 2016 election. Remember the breathless news reports claiming new evidence showed the walls were closing in on Trump? Or the breaking news bulletins announcing damning bombshell revelations proved Trump was compromised by Russian President Vladimir Putin? And how about those interviews with House Intelligence Committee Chairman, Democratic Representative Adam Schiff, in which he claimed to have seen classified evidence of Trump's guilt? Well, they were all lies. What was the response by newspapers who won Pulitzer Prizes for reporting U.S. intelligence disinformation that Trump was a spy for Russia? Well, the New York Times said, quote, Mr. Durham's 306-page report revealed little substantial new information about the inquiry known as Crossfire Hurricane, and it failed to produce the kinds of blockbuster revelations accusing the Bureau of politically motivated misconduct that former President Donald J. Trump and his allies suggested Mr. Durham would uncover, unquote. For its part, the Washington Post pointed to Durham's statement that, quote, not every injustice or transgression amounts to a criminal offense, and criminal prosecutors are tasked exclusively with investigating and prosecuting violations of U.S. criminal law, unquote, by which Durham meant unindicted co-conspirators Hillary Clinton, President Barack Obama, then-Vice President Joe Biden, FBI Director James Comey, and CIA Director John Brennan. The Post then interprets Durham's report for its readers. Quote, In other words, just because he didn't bring charges doesn't mean that right-wing conspiracy theories weren't valid. It may just be there was no explicit violation of the law. Unquote. The Times and Post's denials of reality only goes to show the very close relationship between the media and the nation's clandestine services, the relationship that began with the CIA's 1962 Project Mockingbird, which sought to influence the content of news stories. But enough with the discredited government media disinformation campaign. According to Durham, the Democratic National Committee and the Hillary Clinton presidential campaign concocted the Russia-Trump scheme to distract American voters from scandals surrounding Mrs. Clinton, from her storing classified State Department documents on her home server to receiving dubious contributions for the foundation that bears the Clinton name. But lucky for Hillary, the FBI was there to render assistance. Regarding the email and Clinton Foundation matters, Durham said, quote, Both senior FBI and Department of Justice officials placed restrictions on how those matters were to be handled such that essentially no investigative activities occurred for months leading up to the election. These examples are also markedly different from the FBI's actions with respect to other highly significant intelligence it received from a trusted foreign source 
pointing to a Clinton campaign plan to vilify Trump by tying him to Vladimir Putin so as to divert attention from her own concerns relating to her use of a private email server. Unlike the FBI's opening of a full investigation of unknown members of the Trump campaign based on raw, uncooperated information, in this separate matter involving the purported Clinton campaign plan, the FBI never opened any type of inquiry, issued any taskings, employed any analytical personnel, or produced any analytical products in connection with the information. This lack of action was despite the fact that the significance of the Clinton plan intelligence was such as to have prompted the director of the CIA to brief the president, vice president, attorney general, director of the FBI, and other senior government officials about its content within days of its receipt. It was also of enough importance for the CIA to send a formal written referral memorandum to Director Comey and the Deputy Assistant Director of the FBI's Counterintelligence Division. Unquote. Did you notice Durham's use of the phrase Clinton plan? He means the plot to manufacture the anti-Trump dossier, the one produced by British spy Christopher Steele, supposedly linking Trump to Russia's Vladimir Putin. And as Durham notes, the dossier was a fabrication, one that formed the basis of the FBI's crossfire hurricane investigation, a dossier for which the FBI was prepared to pay some serious coin. Quote, Our investigation determined that the crossfire hurricane investigators did not and could not cooperate any of the substantive allegations contained in the Steele reporting nor was Steele able to produce cooperation for any of the reported allegations, even after being offered $1 million or more by the FBI for such cooperation. Unquote. Even worse, Steele's source for the allegations against Trump and his foreign policy advisor Carter Page was a shady character named Igor Danchenko. We know Danchenko was a paid FBI confidential human source, and a well-paid one at that to the tune of at least $200,000. According to Durham, the FBI's, quote, repeated assertions in the Page FISA applications that Steele's primary subsource was based in Russia, Danchenko for many years had lived in the Washington, D.C. area. After learning that Danchenko continued to live in the Washington area and had not left except for domestic and foreign travel, the FBI never corrected this assertion in the three subsequent page FISA renewal applications. Rather, beginning in March 2017, the FBI engaged Danchenko as a confidential human source and began making regular financial payments to him for information, none of which corroborated Steele's reporting. Unquote. Danchenko worked as an assistant researcher at the Brookings Institution, a liberal think tank in the nation's capital. According to the Durham report, Danchenko asked a fellow Brookings employee about to enter the Obama White House as a foreign policy advisor if, quote, they might be willing or able in the future to provide classified information in exchange for money, unquote. Another fellow Brookings researcher harbored, quote, suspicions that Danchenko was connected to Russian intelligence. His suspicions were based in part on the fact Danchenko held multiple advanced degrees but continued working as a low-level research assistant at Brookings, 
the implicit assumption being that Brookings unwittingly provided Danchenko access to information of high value to the Russians, unquote. Oh, and Danchenko was, quote, the subject of an FBI counter-espionage investigation from 2009 to 2011, unquote. Clearly, the FBI was determined to use the phony Steele dossier no matter how dubious its sources, or that Danchenko could be a double agent working for Russia. Despite knowing the Steele dossier was a complete fabrication, the FBI sought and received warrants from the secret Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court to spy on Trump's presidential campaign. Quote, It was not until mid-September that the Crossfire Hurricane investigators received several of the Steele reports. Within days of their receipt, the unvetted and unverified Steele reports were used to support probable cause in the FBI's FISA applications targeting Page, a U.S. citizen who, for a period of time, had been an advisor to Trump. As discussed later in the report, this was done at a time when the FBI knew the same information Steele had provided to the FBI had also been fed to the media and others in Washington, D.C., The takeaway from the Durham report is that the weaponized counterintelligence operation against Trump, a coup d'etat, which began in the last months of the Obama administration, continued throughout his term as U.S. president, and successfully removed him from office in 2020. Today, the legal system's anti-Trump juggernaut continues through the cases lodged against him by weaponized state and local prosecutors, which seek to tarnish him ahead of his run for a second term as president in 2024. If nothing else, the Durham report proves the old adage, no one is above the law, to be as profound a lie as the Steele dossier. The evidence? Hillary Clinton never answered for her clear violations of the Espionage Act of 1917. President Obama never answered for his administration's sale of weapons to Mexico's Sinaloa drug cartel or for the hundreds of deaths that resulted from his Operation Fast and Furious. The shadowy FISA court and weaponized FBI, who waged a successful counterintelligence coup against President Trump, continue to operate unabated and the mainstream media continues its practice of gaslighting the American people by portraying Durham's unraveling of a criminal conspiracy, some call it the crime of the century, as no more than a right-wing conspiracy theory. It reminds me of the quote by author and philosopher Susie Cassim, quote, A judicial system is corrupt if truth is denied the right to be a witness, unquote and the truth of the vast conspiracy to unseat a duly elected president of the United States seems slated to fall down the nation's bottomless memory hole. That concludes this edition of the More Than Right podcast. If you feel so inclined, please like and subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, this is Steve Lopez.